0: Yeah, no. I was just looking at the the executive order this morning. I don't know why it just got me got gone to me that I should actually figure out what what the what the hell he's reversing and what he's changing. What do you mean the executive order? You mean from Biden? Yeah. So he, I mean, his first hundred days, right? So he's yeah. like mass changing, um, you know, really, really trying to make a big change to to what things are going to be like, mm-hmm. and then reversing whatever Trump is doing. It's quite interesting. He hasn't done a lot, but I think you know going forward for the next couple of weeks, a lot of things will change.
1: Yeah, but I've, I feel like this is the sort of theme, right, um, that everyone is pointing towards. It's like Biden's coming in and it's just reversing a lot of the things that Trump did. Uh, one of the most notorious ones is the Paris Climate Agreement, right? Yeah,
0: Yep. Yep. and that takes a month for it to be effective. The, mm-hmm. the other thing that he's doing, he's actually stopping funding for the construction of the war border.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Like, like finally, I mean, Trump, Trump there was whole, there was the whole Trump rally about in, in 2016, right? You know, for funding for the war border and everything. And, and in fact, if you actually look into the numbers, mm-hmm. I think, there was only 87 kilometers of new wall that has been built. Mm. 87 kilometers. You know, how, how tiny is that across the entire you know border with Mexico? It, it's tiny. Well, it was never...
1: I, I mean, you know, I don't think it was ever really meant to be something that was actually going to be a solution. Right? I feel I mean, like it was more right. of symbolic than anything else. It was the sort of landmark of his uh, campaign of his anti-immigration um also his,
0: sta- his his stance, right? His stance. But, yeah, his but, stance. We, we, but that but that's the that's the unfortunately the how you know if you think about how much he failed in in in, in actually executing this this um you know, ambition or whatever you call it. You know, he, he barely did anything after that. Maybe because of the lack of funding, I'm I'm not sure. I right.
1: I think there was a there was an issue with the funding, yes, definitely. But yeah. um, more than the war, I feel like you know what is going to be interesting with Biden and the thing because you know as 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 much as I think the war is interesting, um, you know we talked about the Paris Agreement that he was going to rejoin and that he's he's already signed uh, to rejoin it, which sort of you know mocks the uh, the Green Initiative. That Biden is going to, um, that is sort sort of going to label the the Biden administration, right? I feel like this is one of the big themes of his campaign. Uh, and then obviously there's going to be the tax reform. So I think we've got a bit of a um, both side, right? Especially for the things that would might be more interesting in terms of uh, market watch. And the the Green Initiative is going to push a lot of stocks up. I think a lot of people are. Are even more optimistic now uh, in Tesla, even though it's at an all-time high and, <laughs> you know, you already have a bit of a vertigo, but it is not impossible since they are the the most well-placed to capture that sort of um, new greenish green initiative. Um, but I feel like all the other all sort of like, there's a lot of stocks, um, especially that concerns the green and ESG movement that are going to benefit uh, from this optimism that Biden is injecting into the market But then you've got the counterbalance with the the tax reform That everybody um, might be more sort of I wouldn't say fear But might be more reserved about, right? And I think yep. these are the two things that uh, That would definitely be on the lookout for
0: Definitely, I think it, it would be an interesting play you know, He hasn't really talked too much about how how he's, how he's going to and how he's planning to change the tax Um and I'm sure there, there will be changes, uh, based on based on what he what he sort of mentioned in Israeli, But you know, let's let's wait and see when that really comes into play. Probably, it's you know, given what uh you know with with current situation in in the U.S. I don't think it will be something that will come into place so soon. Right? Do do you mm-hmm. not agree?
1: Well, so I mean, Yellen uh, gave her speech as she's going to be the new head of treasury, right? Um, and I feel like she's foreshadowing a lot of the the tax reform that, that might be coming, a lot of the sort of initiative into infrastructure and all of this. I feel like you're still going to... I mean, yes, the economy is in sort of a fragile state. You're going to have this extra liquidity injection with the stimulus. I still feel like it's definitely not going to be... I, I, I mean, not definitely, but maybe it's not going to be this year. But you will see signs
0: of it, right? It's not going to come out of nowhere. No, oh, definitely, I, I I agree with that. Probably, probably, you know, it's it's time for them. You know, this year is probably a time for them to mend all the damages that you know the pandemic pandemic has brought to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, try to try to get this. You know, try to rebuild the country, help the population, mm-hmm. and help the help the help the people. Right, yeah. and once things stabilize, maybe in, in about a year or two time, in a year or two, yeah. know, hopefully, well, uh, let's not say hopefully, right? I I think that's when the tax reform will come in.
1: And speaking about pandemic, we think about delivering. And <laughs> Speaking about delivering, we think about Grab, which is going to be the topic of the day, right? So, yep. um, this is my great way of transitioning from. Uh, from the, the little bit of the intro To um, to the topic of the day So Grab um, Grab is the Southeast Asian Deliveroo Slash Uber uh, Slash potentially WeChat uh, Do you want to yeah. give us a quick Since you are Singaporean And you have more experience with Grab
0: uh, A quick overview of what Grab is Well just just, to, you know, just, a, just a quick thought about what Grab is So um, Grab is actually As you have said um it's it started out as the Uber of Southeast Asia. Right? Yeah. Um it's it's currently based in Singapore. Mm-hmm. It's the first uh first DecaCon, I would call it, in Southeast Asia, which is which is the unicorn is a unicorn that's worth more than 10 billion and it's a it's Southeast Asia's largest right healing company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so in recent years it has moved a lot beyond right healing into um other functions right within the app like you know grab food which is equivalent to uber eats uh, Mm -hmm. and delivery and then it has moved on to uh you know financial services providing insurance loans and and so on art so on and so forth you know other other additional services which Mm -hmm. you know they they try to compare themselves to wechat of, of china being and hoping to become a super app an app of all apps right so just just to give a bit of background um Grab is actually an an idea by right. Anthony yeah. Tan and Tan Hui Ling mm-hmm. in during their business school. So, so who who is Anthony Tan and Tan Hui Ling? So Anthony Tan is the CEO of Grab. Tan Hui Ling is um the COO. So they are both found the founders of the company. Right. They actually yeah. started out Grab, sort of the idea of Grab in a in a business competition in when they were in Harvard Business School. Yep yeah. Right, so and they won actually won second place mm-hmm. for that for that project, and Anthony Tan brought this idea back to Malaysia when he when he graduated from Harvard Business School, and sort of you know decided to 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 actually you know um how do how you say it sort of decided to 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 solve the problem in in Southeast Asia. So when I say there's a problem there, it's different because in Southeast Asia. What they are looking to sell themselves as, mm-hmm. or to position themselves as, is actually an app to that value adds to the people, to people's life. They actually mm. make a very big difference and uplift the the lower level of the population. Which in this case, it might be iron. It might be an irony because they are hoping to help the taxi drivers. Right. Well,
1: I think I think so. The way to put it is basically. Um, Grab started as this idea Between Anthony and Holing And, and Harvard Business School Then um, Because of There was in, heavily influenced by their background Because they grew up in Southeast Asia And in Malaysia you have this sort of big issue Where taxi is not The same sort of quality uh, That you would expect uh, In the West In the UK or in France Or in
0: the US for example right? Yeah, ex- exa- exactly, right uh, In essence, if you do take Taxis in Malaysia
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, back in the days It's it's very, in some way, unregulated Sometimes unsafe and, and sometimes, you know, dangerous Because most taxi drivers You know, they do not Follow the meter, right You could you have to haggle prices with, with, with The driver you know, mm. and, and sometimes, you know, it does happen you know, Drivers do drop the passengers midway And, and try to ask for more money all right, All right. So uh, it becomes a, a social issue problem, and you know, people do not have faith in the system, do not trust the drivers themselves,
1: or do they right? sort of expect this sort of um, not systematic. Exactly, like,
0: it, it's very unlike in the in the West, mm, whereby you know when enough. you when you do take a a cab or in New York City, you you are pretty much assured that the driver will bring you to your destination.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was, I, 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 and I was watching this interview between uh, Anthony and Tan Hoi Ling. When the Tan Ling was uh, talking about this, the fact that she was uh, doing all this sort of um, diligence with her mom, and you know, sending the uh, the number plates and then texting her at specific milestones on her way back because she was going home uh, later at night, and this is what sort of her motivation to start up the whole Grab idea,
0: right? Um, I, I, exa- exactly. So you know. What Grab was there for Is actually You know Solving In, in some ways to, to the passengers Or to, to customers It provides An additional layer Of a third party supervision Of both the drivers mm-hmm. And helps to provide The, the safety assurance right. Of the passenger All Right Yeah uh, And
1: before we go into Sort of dive into Grab um, I feel like It would be nice To sort of Frame uh, the sort of environment that we're in, or, so, or, or sort of like giving a comparison. So, give a bit of numbers about, you know, Grab compared to Uber and then compared to DD. So, DD is the sort of Chinese Uber. In terms of drivers, Grab is at 2.8 million. Uber is at 5 million. So, they employ 5 million drivers. Grab employs 2.8 million drivers. DD employs 31 million drivers. In terms of user base, Grab is at 187 million users. Uber is around a hundred million, and then DD is around f- five hundred fifty million, right? So, in this case, Grab is actually even more than Uber, uh, and then you can obviously the uh, the huge sort of population advantage of China with DD. Um, but Grab is at an average daily rate of eleven million, which is half of Uber at, at twenty million, and DD is at fifty million plus. The revenue of Grab is around two billion. Um, Uber's is 15 billion so you have a i feel like you have you know even though you only have a um double the uh, the daily ride but your revenue is like seven times uh, which i feel like is um it's something to note and then we'll talk a little bit about uh later down the road and then dd is around 10 billion uh, in terms of valuation uh you can also obviously see a difference as well here as you talked about earlier grab is the first deck coin. they're valued around 15 billion Um, Uber is uh, is valued around 100 billion, and then DD is valued around 60 billion. So you still see that, although Grab is well established and has a large user database, at you know 187 million users, which is even more than Uber, their valuation is still uh, not quite close to the other two. And I feel like we will also talk a little bit about this later on. So now that we have this sort of overview and have this comparison between Grab, Uber, and DD let's talk a little bit you know we've talked about how it came from let's talk a little bit about the core business uh, the fundamentals of grab uh, especially as the the ride hailing service and then a little bit more we'll go into the um, the sort of how it evolved into something else
0: and how it wants to become something else yeah sure so I mean I mean just from just from the numbers you, you can actually see see very clearly that um, grab is, is much smaller than than uber right so grab started in twenty. 12 in Malaysia yeah right it expanded to until now I think it's present in 8 countries across Southeast Asia um, you know entered Singapore and Thailand in 2013 and gradually started expanding geographically across all the other countries from 2013 to, to 2016 17 right I think by 2016 17 it was pretty much in most of the Southeast Asian countries hmm right so, the, you know, in, in terms of its right-healing strategy, it, you know, it focused, in, in the early days, it focused a lot on having the first mover advantage. Being there in, in the market, you know, being being there early in the market, right? And And I think, you know, that played out really well for them, right? It gave them sort of additional time to understand the market, time to localize their offering I, I would put it this way right they understand what is what is being asked from every market what the needs of the customers and the drivers in every market and be able to customize their solution mm-hmm. and customize their app for each and every market and i think that's where they sort of differentiate themselves from uber mm. so I'm not sure about how, how familiar you are you're with, with Uber in, in the early days, uh, you know.
1: Well, so I know, I mean, Uber is everywhere, right? Um, they're present in 69 countries. Um, for from, from me, so I don't know that much about Grab. And I, you know, I've read a lot about this sort of what happened in Southeast Asia. But for, for personal experience, I know that Uber came into China and then left. and uh, And this is the sort of same thing that happened in Southeast Asia, right?
0: Yeah, so there was there was intense competition between Uber and Grab. So, Uber started coming into Southeast Asia in I think 2012, 2013 So they were, I believe, were, yeah, were, I believe
1: twenty thirteen from, yeah, if I remember correctly,
0: yeah. So they were pretty much in in the region when Grab was has sort of first started, mm-hmm. um, and you, and they re, and I think the, the the difference is that Uber by at that point of time was mm. really a multinational company. Yeah. Right. It, it it was it was present across different geographies. It was at at the point of time it was in China. It was in Russia. It was all over the place.
1: It w- it had an established brand. It had an established business model. It was exactly. uh, heavily
0: backed as well. It had like unlimited capital. Uh, quote uh unquote. not not unlimited, but you know, uh, compared to what Grab had, you know, they 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 were very well established. Right. They were they were they, they had lot loads of capital. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. you know that's and that's the difference because them coming from the west mm-hmm. they brought in they sort of brought in a plug and play uh solution and business model and and i can say it because i i was pretty much an early user of uber in, in singapore um you know sort of the grab, the grab the market share of grab and uber is quite balanced you know
1: yeah do you want to explain quickly what you mean by plug and play so you know, just I mean, to make sure play, that we're not talking about anything naughty here.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, of <laughs> course. Um, so when, what I mean by black plug and play is it's pretty much you know in, in in the states or or in the west. Yeah. Uber only operates cars, right? Yeah. You know, you have drivers who, who go on Uber and they serve as your driver. That's that's the only model they operate. Yeah. Right. Whereas so that worked well in very developed countries in the west. Mm -hmm. In in Singapore, it worked pretty well as well. But Grab took a very different approach, right? Right. Grab started focusing on taxi drivers in, Right, sorry you Malaysia. didn't really to explain plug and play so oh, sorry. Uh, but plug and play <laughs> you mean that
1: basically they're using their same existing model in the u.s and they're just sort of like replicating the business model without trying to localize too much exactly right? exactly yeah you got that perfectly right, right. <laughs> great now that we've got that, set on, <laughs> you got that perfectly, let's talk right? a little bit like um you wanted to talk about uh the sort of differentiation of why um Grab was able to sort of um, battle against Uber despite all the sort of disadvantage that it
0: had in terms of on paper, right? Yeah, I I think in in this sense I would call itself sort of not having that legacy of you know a successful business model from the West is probably disadvantage, mm. advantage, right? Because it's able and to customize its local offering. For yeah. instance, and in Malaysia, new it started Malaysia. out. Yeah. Yes, they started out you know with local taxis instead of trying to get local drivers to turn into taxi drivers. They started out with recruiting taxi drivers to, to, to get on their app.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then in and then in, in 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 I think the biggest difference between Uber, Uber and Grab, you actually see that most evidently in Vietnam and Thailand. Right. right. Not so much in Singapore.
1: Mm-hmm. In
0: Vietnam and Thailand the big difference is Grab started their own Grab bike. Which is, right. you know, for, 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 for traffic conditions in, in Ho Chi Minh or in in, in Bangkok, mm-hmm. you realize that cars, like taxis, will take hours to yeah. to get to yeah. your destination because of how, how, how bad the traffic is. So yeah. bike is, is sort of the main form of transportation for, for most of the population. And it's cheaper. Because in China, we have
1: this as well. Not so much anymore, uh, especially in mm-hmm. Shanghai, but... Um, I, I, I've never seen a taxi bike in the West. Maybe exactly. there is, but I've never seen one. Um, not, not not to my memory as well. I, right? I think it's
0: it's sort of a very different in, in terms of consumer preference, I would call it like how the population views services, right? Yeah. I think I think in, in South Asia people focus on getting to the destination in the using the cheapest cheapest and most accessible option
1: but that's one right that's one of the point that you're mentioning the fact that uh grab was able to introduce other forms of transportation because they knew uh the local situation better than uber but i feel like you know this is not something fundamentally like uber's like also introduced right you also have uber tuck tuck and uber bike now so i don't think you know that that's definitely you have a bit of a first mover advantage uh, but when I was reading about Grab, this was one of the things that, um, that was what they did to localize. I think how they started, I think, which was the most challenging part, right? Cause you mentioned earlier that, you know, they actually tried to convert taxi drivers, how they started, uh, was also very, very interesting. And I think was one of the, the most crucial point of how they were able to, um, to have really that first mover advantage and to know the uh, the local culture and the local habits much better than Uber was uh, converting the taxi drivers. So uh, I remember they were trying to give out, um, you know, smartphones because people didn't have smartphones. Um, you know, they didn't have this whole knowledge of how to sign up in the digital service because they, they were not as connected. Um, to the internet for example the, so, and in order to do this you know like it's not like uber where you had to go on the website grab actually set up a lot of kiosk and petrol station and then had to educate all the taxi drivers and then knocking on every window uh, which is very different on how I, I would you know when you think about uber i'm sure there was a bit of an education at the very beginning but they were more sort of like people would just know about it through website and then sign up uh, through their own emails, but when you're talking about taxi drivers that didn't have, that didn't have a smartphone, that didn't even have an email address, you needed to go to them and then you know teach them how to use a smartphone, teach them how to use this email address, um, educate them about you know the benefits of the app, and there was this huge process of education before even marketing. I feel like. To the users, that that had to be done, right? And they did it in a very local way. I mean, uh, it's going to be a bit cliche, but uh, Anthony was talking about this in, in the interview where he was saying that they set up like those kiosks and at uh, the petrol station and were just giving Nassim to all the uncles and and then t- trying to talk them over this, you know, free mail, uh, quote unquote. And I think this was pretty interesting. And I think, because um, I feel like a lot of the time when you talk about Uber coming in and, you know, or any sort of big corporate and they don't understand the local culture, it's very hard to you know point to specific things a lot of the time it's a sort of a mix of a lot of things um, but i feel like here you have a very concrete example that highlights this uh, local uh, localized culture advantage that grab had over uber
0: yeah definitely i think i think that's a very big move that sort of helped to to boost the adoption rate amongst drivers Mm -hmm. way above uber yeah. right they're sort of and in a way they also they, they also helped share. uber because they
1: educated the uh, the population right so yeah, then definitely. when uber it's came a, in it's... was
0: yeah def- def- definitely definitely but i mean I, th- I and, and when when it gets to this point you know grab started differentiating itself again right because if you think about you know for, for most of us you think having a bank account is, is something that you know that most of us would have one but in, in, in Southeast Asia, in, 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 you know, in Thailand, in Vietnam, or in Asia, not everyone have a bank account, especially for drivers or, or motorbike drivers themselves. They might not even have a bank account. They, they Cash is king in some sense, right? Most of their transactions and most of their daily life, they, they use cash, right? So trying to sign up for, for an Uber account and having need to need to have a bank account for it I think that that was challenging. That that was challenging for a lot of, you know, drive both drivers and uh, you know, customers. And and I think Grab 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 made the difference by by allowing passengers to actually pay by cash.
1: Yeah, and that uh, and that point really I didn't think about it, right? Cuz I was when I was thinking about how Grab was differentiated to Uber or a lot of the things that would be local to to southeast asia i thought about you know like the difference in transportation uh the internet penetration rate or the smartphone penetration rate and that would be different but i you know maybe it's just me but i completely forgot the the whole point of like you know paying by cash because if you think about it one of the um one of the sort of Key points that Uber was trying to deliver during their first marketing campaign when it first got introduced outside of the U.S. Because I first knew about Uber in, uh, in France, for example, right? Uh, I remember one of the key points that they were trying to advertise was you never had to pay. You never, you don't need to grab your wallet. You just um, have a simple click on your smartphone. You get into the car and you get out of the car. No transaction. It doesn't even feel like a taxi, right? This was their sort of appeal to people. You didn't have to deal with the driver. You didn't have to pay. It wasn't messy. You could have the receipt on your phone. You could know exactly which route you took. All of those were part of the business model, and you know, this is thus I never thought about this whole like uh, cash aspect of it.
0: Exactly, and and this this really sort of differentiate Grab from Uber when yeah, they, when yeah. Uber comes in comes in with just a just a plug and play strategy, right? It, it, yeah, you know. Yeah. This yeah. really draw the difference between the two. Yeah, and ultimately that really it it cost Uber a lot. Right, apparently, mm-hmm. um, over the number of years in in Southeast Asia, Uber lost about seven hundred million. Mm-hmm. Right, and and for that seven hundred million, they eventually, in twenty eighteen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uber decided to to exit from Southeast Asia.
1: Yeah, so and Anthony was talking about it that he was in close contact with the CEO of Uber. And then they were talking a lot, and they said, you know, like let's not fight. <laughs> that's that's the way he said it, right? Let's not fight. And then ultimately, when Uber left Southeast Asia, uh, I believe they have a twenty-eight percent stake in Grab, right?
0: Yeah. It was, in in fact, when you think about how how far Grab has come since then, it wasn't a bad deal for Uber. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure South Bank and and the other investors played a big part in in this deal.
1: Yeah, because um,
0: if I'm not mistaken, South Bank backs both Uber and Grab. And and since then, it's been it's been two years. It's been more than two years since since Uber left the market. Grab Grab has sort of dominated its market position in Singapore and Malaysia and mm-hmm. Thailand. But I think you know it's not a market that it's going to be easy for for Grab. You know because very soon after after Uber left.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Gojek Which is the largest player Came in Sorry The largest player in Indonesia Came in Right Right. So Gojek just, just to give a bit of background Right Gojek is um The largest player In, in Indonesia Yeah. In right healing It's um, one of those
1: famous names When you talk about um, The famous startup Of Southeast Asia Right Grab is the number one um, but Gojek is, is amongst say the top five.
0: Probably number two or three, right? It's, it's value at nine billion. So it's not well, too I'll, far from Well, I grab. would
1: say number two is uh Garena, right? Well C. Garena
0: is listed. So C fair is enough, listed. Yeah. yeah? So of 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 the startups who, who are still private, I would say Gojek Gojek or I mean Tokopedia would be number two, mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Right. Um so a Gojek has a very different approach from, from Grab and I think in the past one, two years especially now that I'm back in Singapore and I've started using Grab more I find that you know you, you I have really seen how Grab has evolved over a number of years and why I say that is that from a right healing app Grab has mm-hmm. become an app that you know provides Grab Eat Grab sorry Grab Food um, Grab Delivery Grab you know, Grab, Grab Express Grab Pay grab financial you know an an app that sort of provide almost every service you need or maybe Mm not haven't gotten the extent of every but multiple services you need for your daily life
1: well they're trying to expand this is what we said in the beginning right they're trying to expand into this sort of super app
0: like WeChat trying to sort of be the all-in-one app Exactly. Exactly, and that's the that's the difference between sort of that's the difference between Grab and, and Gojek because Gojek instead of expanding geographically in in its early days, mm-hmm. it's it focused on becoming the super app in Indonesia, right? It mm-hmm. started building out its additional platforms of of um of financial services, of, of of its e wallet, its its mm-hmm. delivery services, food services, mm-hmm. massage services so on and mm. so forth in Myself Indonesia services. I can get yeah. behind that <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's a lot more for, for, affordable in Indonesia. yeah um, so that's that's sort of the route that that Grab is, has been has been adopting in the past uh, one two years um, right and it's, it has an advantage I would say especially given that it's, it's it's a market leader in most of the Southeast Asian countries in the right healing app so in some sense Grab is already on On the On the mobile phone Of most Of of most Most of the Um Connected population In South Asia But that's not to say That the population will not This dynamics Will not change Because a big part of I I would say A big part of South Asia is still Uh Foreign To To mobile To mobile phones And and Smartphones and so on Right I mean They might have it But they probably haven't Completely adopted such services, and they are a direct competitor
1: to um, to to Grab, obviously. Even though I mean, you said that they're not expanding geographically, but at least in Indonesia, they're a direct competitor. And the the two fo- the two founders, so the founders of um Grab and the founder of Gojek, actually know each other because they were classmates in Harvard. and I oh, believe really? the Yes, and I, and I believe the founder of Gojek actually directly criticized Grab, saying that. Uh, they spend their first half of Grab's dive copying Uber, and then the rest of it copying Gojek. <laughs> well, so that's they have a the the founder has great confidence in his um in his ability, and I mean, um he is it is becoming one of the super app. Um, but I do believe that I mean Grab is still more established as a brand, uh, and it's more, uh, it is more present in all the other Southeast Asian countries. So. Yeah, I think I think it's um, I think these two are. I mean, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a winner takes all, right? I do believe that they can coexist in a way.
0: But it's hard to say. Um, in fact, what what's interesting is that I think last year in December, and you know, just mm-hmm. just a month ago, mm. uh, there were rumors that Gojek and Grab might merge. Is oh there, really? No? And, and okay. yeah, in fact, because SoftBank is a backer for both. Uh mm-hmm. huh. So you know, uh, SoftBank is probably tr- th- there's no benefit for SoftBank for them to continue competing and then continue burning cash. So it might make sense for for SoftBank to come in between, and 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 you, you know try to merge these two apps to create a real wait, winner in Southeast did, Asia. Wait wait. So you did you say Gojek
1: and Uber or Gojek and Grab? Gojek and Grab. Okay, sorry. I, I heard Uber. Maybe I'm mistaken. No, no, no Gojek and um, Grab. So it, it and might, Grab. It might to... be possible.
0: It might and and Grab actually came out to say that they they are in a position to sort of acquire or you know be a dominant player in the I would call it in this relationship. Yeah, but competition is healthy though.
1: But yeah, I, I see your point of view. I, I see your point, right? Uh, if it, they're both backed by South Bank, for South Bank it doesn't really matter. But you know, I I still believe that. You know, when you have competition, you do it does drive innovation, and yeah, it definitely. does drive better service for the consumer,
0: right? Definitely. I mean, if, if there's co- if there's continued competition between Gojek and Grab,
1: mm-hmm. it, it only
0: only benefits us, user. Only benefits me. I, w- I will get more incentive and cheaper <laughs> taxi rides. I'm happy exactly. for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but very unfortunately in Singapore, I think the competition stopped. Uh, they yeah, because you guys not have
1: enough. Compete. You guys have nothing else Because um, we're talking about a little bit of the competition of Grab And you obviously have Gojek in Indonesia But in Singapore and in Malaysia Grab is your only option, right? You don't Both. have anything else So,
0: so Gojek is, is present in Singapore But you know, it okay. never really took off much, right? Probably there's a small population that's, that still uses Gojek But in terms of mm-hmm. pricing It's comparable to Grab but right. then Grab is But then you know, for for us Singaporeans, a lot of our habits have been built onto Grab because we use Grab food as well, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we have to Grab. We use Grab Wallet. So, you know, it doesn't make much. It doesn't give us much incentive to switch to Gojek. In, yeah. in this case, when when the pricing for for a taxi or for 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 car ride is the same
1: yeah it's the trapping you to the ecosystem play exactly and and, and yeah.
0: I, can, I can see it's working very well for me personally
1: <laughs> yeah and and i would reckon i mean it will work well for i mean because you, you saw that it's very effective or it was very effective in china right the 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 popularity of of wechat and ali financials and all of this um i don't see why it can't be sort of the same in in southeast asia where grab would you would be your one stop for everything
0: yeah exactly exactly yeah, def- definitely like if you if you look at southeast asia i I would say that it's like a time machine right
1: mm-hmm,
0: Yeah, you know it's probably eight to ten years behind where china is and you can see how how you evolve and definitely you know there is differences in in terms of um, you know, local culture and and local preferences and consumer behavior as well as regulations, but yeah. sort of you see that certain strategies that worked in China can yeah. be modified and adapted to 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 Southeast Asia as well. Do we want to talk a little bit about
1: what are the future potentials? Because we're talking about creating this ecosystem, right? Uh, from
0: Grab, I think going forward, um, what's interesting about you know for Grab is actually the fintech space right Mm -hmm. so it recently in 22 in december grab actually won the digital banking license in singapore to expand its financial services and is partnering with singtel which is the largest telecom company in singapore to become to to as to set up a digital bank right right so this is its first i would say its first baby start Mm-hmm. To, to becoming a digital bank Or, or setting up a digital bank in, in Singapore And I would If that happens I think You know If it's able to Replicate its success In Singapore and, and use use This experience To expand In the other countries Yeah It would It would really become The app that would Dominate the lives Of the people Right And, and why I say that Is because There's a huge population In Southeast Asia That is unbanked And underbanked Right Probably about Half or two thirds of the population is, is, is in this category. So only one third of the population has access to, to financial services, has access to banks and loans. Which comes back to the, um, the
1: model that uh, Anthony likes to always say that they are there to serve the Southeast Asians, right? They started as this uh, trying to enable the pain around the sort of right healing services that uh, Southeast Asia was confronted with. And now they, they're moving into all the other, um, trying to resolve any pain points that they can, right? And then f- hopefully end up as this super app, as this one-stop for everything in your in your smartphone, essentially.
0: Don't you feel like there's a bit of similarity to Meituan? I do. <laughs> I, I, they, right? they just literally came, came, came across my mind. You know, they probably started differently from from different angles, right? Meituan yeah. focuses a lot more on food delivery. But well, Grab focuses more on right healing initially. But now, you know, you you, know, you start you start converging, right? You start providing all the other additional services that you can you can you can provide on your platform. And you yes. see that scenario. Uh, this is the key
1: word. I feel like they want to become a platform, right? They wanna become as much as meton wants to become the sort of um life platform, right? Anything food, anything sort of um uh, are your stop, um what you wanna do any form of entertainment you can book through uh, their platforms. Grab wants to be the platform that, you know, quote unquote, serves the Southeast Asian population. And I think this is the sort of fundamental model behind the company's uh, business. And
0: yeah, this is
1: why I would say. And then when you said, you know, how, you know, how Didi is doing, Didi is doing well, although, you know, they're coming through a lot of challenges uh, and obviously, um, the profitability is still a big discussion but me has definitely been viewed as a very bullish opportunity in the market right
0: definitely and I, I, I if, if you do if you have to do a real comparison and if grab do continue to on on its current path and do well I would imagine you know grab being a Southeast Asia combination of me and financial right just because there's an additional uh, fintech armed in that that Grab has and yeah okay so but this is okay
1: they are a mix of Meituan plus and financials in a market where there is no Alibaba nor Tencent exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> thus I mean you know like you can only be
0: <laughs> bullish I mean they, they they don't have anyone yeah literally you know you are competing with the incumbents which are the banks and yeah, now that yeah. you have digital banks that uh, you know you have digital banking license in Singapore as well as Most of the governments in in Philippines uh, is quite, I would say, adventurous with digital banking. Yeah. Sky's the limit for them. Sky's the limit. (laughs) Exactly.